recording here. Okay, and I think everybody's everything's on. So here we go. All right, <laughs> we're flying. We are. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, Ken. Yeah, for sure. Um, so here, maybe I'll just do the little uh, preamble bit. Welcome to another episode of Scouting Stuff. You've got two of us today. Myself, Scouter Ken, and coming at you from the other side of the internet and at least a three-hour drive away is Scouter Andrew. Hey, hi Ken. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, glad you could uh, join the podcast. And actually, this episode is pretty much entirely your baby. Um, I wasn't part of the discussion that we're going to get to in a little bit here. Um but this is sort of a follow-on. So the last Scouting Stuff episode I released was sort of a, a brief overview of what Scouts Canada has been calling for a while now, the big opportunity. And you took it on yourself to sit down with a few Scouters from Calgary. You're based in Calgary, if I'm not mistaken. You got it. Yeah, that's right. Um, to basically have a lengthier discussion about the big opportunity and what it is and what it entails and, you know, what does that mean for um, us scouters who are already in the program? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I think the this this is a, it was a fun episode to make for us. Um, so what we did is we got together as a group of scout leaders in Calgary uh, with our local group, the Fourth Elks uh, Triward Group, and to talk about the challenges we faced over the last couple of years with COVID, uh, our numbers diminishing, um, scouters losing interest. Um, we were in a position of basically looking at folding uh, about, a, about six to nine months ago. And, and sort of the journey that we took as leaders through sort of a regrowth, you know, and, at the time, like the, the big opportunity was still kind of uh, an idea or maybe something in head office. But we, we took the concepts of the big opportunity, um, essentially, and went through them as a group to see, you know, like how could we use them to regrow. And, and, and later now, in the last sort of three to six months, Scouts Canada has come up with this big opportunity. But essentially, it's the same process that we went through as a group to to develop growth and to get people excited about scouting and to, um, you know, get kids involved into the, into the movement that, that we think right now is, is a great time and a really important time considering, you know, that we are coming out of COVID and that the world has a lot of challenges around, you know, uh, mental health and, uh, anxiety, depression and this kind of thing. And, um, and that scouting is really well positioned to address some of those issues just by getting kids involved in outdoor adventures that are community based. So, so this is a bit of our journey. And then we touched on um, the big opportunity itself that Scouts Canada is is kind of working on, and what we what we thought about that um, big opportunity, and did it did it resonate with us? Do we think that that is something that our group could jive with? Um, are the challenges with it, and, and that sort of thing? And I think. Through the, the conversation this episode, um, a couple of key ideas come out. Um, and one of them is that that really like this big opportunity that Scouts Canada is talking about. Yeah, it's coming from Scouts Canada maybe and head office, but it's really a grassroots thing. And it really needs to be a grassroots thing. And it's about scouters on the ground 
um, you know, getting people excited about scouting and bringing people into that, that movement and, and being excited about it to, to make it happen for kids. And if kids are involved in outdoor adventure, the, the movement will grow and then will scouts will realize that big opportunity. Um, and so keeping it local, I think it was, it was really important. And, you know, if, if there's things that are individual to each group, you know, with respect to how many leaders you have or what your kids are interested into or what, you know, what are your assets? And then each group has their own deficits too, or risks. And, you know, the big opportunity to be customized to fit each individual group's, uh, situation. So I think that's important. And the analogy came up of a vehicle, like of like a car, right? Like scouting is the car and that the leaders and the youth, some, somewhere between the two of them are the drivers and the map makers, you know? And, and so that's kind of how we see the big soft opportunity. Um, so that's one kind of analogy that came up. And the other was around barriers too. And, you know, removing the barriers and one barrier that came up for our group was around the, some of the traditions of scouting, maybe don't resonate as much as they used to. We call them, we reference them as sort of the colonial, some of the colonial aspects maybe of scouting, you know, with some of the flag break and references to God and King, you know, some groups really are into that. In our group, some of the people are saying, well, it doesn't really connect with me right now. And, and so we see that as a bit of a barrier, but likewise, I feel like Scouts Canada with this big opportunity project is open to, you know, being flexible and meeting people where they're at. And if, if some groups don't want to be, totally into that aspect i think that that's okay right and if another groups want to be more into this or go this little bit of a different direction that's fine because scouting is the vehicle it's it's the it's the leaders and the youth who who are driving right and, and making the direction so so those are some of the key things that came out of this conversation in this episode and i think if you're if you're a group that's looking at regrowth or looking at you know trying to grow uh there might be some really interesting ideas that sort of gel as you listen so I hope it's interesting for people. We we sure had a lot of fun making it. And, and if you're a group, um, you know, looking to to go through your growth, I think just sitting down and having a conversation similar to this with your leaders at a table somewhere is is really valuable. So uh, yeah, I hope hope everybody enjoys and finds something useful from it. All right. Well, without further ado, then let's uh, hop into that discussion. Anyway, so I'll just do a quick uh, introduction and. Uh, We'll get started on this podcast. My name's Andrew. I'm a scouting leader at the Fourth Elks Group in Calgary, and I do the organizing for the Beavers and Cubs. And I've been involved with scouts on and off for thirty years. Yeah, that's about right. Maybe even thirty-five. But um, we're here today with a bunch of other leaders and ex-leaders and people involved in the Fourth Elks Group to talk about scouting stuff. Um, we're just going to talk about a little bit why everybody's involved or been involved in scouting and what is it about scouting that speaks to them. And then also, we're going to talk about Scouts Canada's big opportunity statement and see how that resonates with people. So that's uh, that's what we're going to get into here today. So why don't we start with David, the longtime scouter. He's been, he's the legend He's been with the group for I don't know how long, but we'll let uh, David okay. take it away. Tell us about how long you've been, what's your background with scouting, so, how long you've been involved? And in- Well, I, I joined scouting as a youth many years back, went through Cubs, Scouts, and Ventures, and uh, kind of wasn't involved until had a family and saw scouting as a way to uh, do something with my son. So um, this other fellow and I, Mark... <coughs> 
joined uh, the Triwood group way back in 2001 when we were uh, pack leaders. And a couple of years later, they drafted us to become group commissioners. So that's been about 22, 23 years that I've been involved with scouting. Um, you know, why scouting? It's been great. Uh, I enjoyed everything uh, with scouting with my son and uh, my daughters and wife were uh, in guiding. So, you know, we're a scouting family per se. Um, yeah, we just enjoyed all the opportunities that uh, scouting gave us. And your, when did your son finish with scouts? He went... He went all the way into ventures. Um, I kind of convinced him to stay in ventures because he uh, was able to, as a venture, go to the World Jamboree, uh, the 100th anniversary in 2007. So I uh, convinced him to, to partake in that. So he and I went over with uh, Mark Whiteman and his son. Uh, Mark led you know, a con- contingent of uh, youth over there, and I was on the uh, uh, special guest group there, and it was a great time. Good opportunities, good memories, hopefully, that uh, Jonathan will remember and, you know, take back with him, um, you know, through the years and stuff like that. And what year was that again? That That was in 2007, so we were able to go to the 100th anniversary of scouting. And your son finished up... So he finished up that year. About 2007. That, yeah. But you've yeah. hung around. I've hung around, yeah. Since then. Yeah. And so what keeps bringing you back? What keeps bringing me back? Well, uh, Fourth Elks is one of the original four uh, scouting groups that started up in Calgary back in 19, 1910, right? So three years after scouting started. And uh, Mark and I felt that... Uh, you know, scouting, at least in Fourth Elks, wasn't going to uh, fade away, you know, underneath our leadership. And, you know, we've uh, tried to keep it going, you know, until the community started to get more youth in and grow again. What? So, yeah, so it's been exciting. Yeah, we we originally, Mark and I decided we're, we were co-commissioners, group commissioners, and there was... Um, some drama between some leaders and it was felt he and I felt that uh, the two of us, we could, you know, keep them separated and the group going. So over the years. Yeah. So you're, yeah. So you, you feel committed to the movement want to kind of see that it succeeds in our community and, and uh, your past experiences with your son, you uh, really enjoyed. So here you are. Yeah. 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 And again, you know, it, uh, Scouting's got a good history here in in uh, Calgary. Um, if we're not, I'm not quite sure if there are any of the original four groups still going on in Calgary. So that leaves the fourth as one of the original, if not the last original groups to uh, continue on type of thing with scouting. So yeah, we have a good history. We've uh, celebrated our. 100th anniversary in 2010 and we have a history i researched the history and and uh, kind of was able to trace it all the way back to the beginnings type of thing so in that way it's been great we're gonna we're coming up to 125 yeah we'll have to yeah. do something someone's gonna have to organize <laughs> it 
All right. need to make the, you know, the I'm still standing. <laughs> whoa, whoa. That, that song needs to be our theme song. Oh, yeah. Elks. yeah. I think we, so. We've made it through the distance and the time. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks, David. Let's uh, swing it over to Peter. We've got the oldest to the newest, basically. Yeah. Make sure you're talking right directly into that. You okay. can bring it right up to your mouth there. It'll pick up better. So, okay. Peter, yeah, tell us, you're you're new. What, what roped you into this racket? Well, walking to school meeting, talking to you, Andrew, is uh, <laughs> kind of what got it transpired. But, um, yeah, no, I was a scouter when I was a kid. We went, my brother and I went through beavers and cubs. My dad was a leader. And then we stopped going after after cubs. And then, you know, when we had, when my wife and I started having a family and our kids, we were looking for things to do and, you know, there was always like the sports, hockey and baseball and all that stuff. But our kids weren't really interested in that. So we thought that uh, scouting would be a perfect fit for our family. Like It kind of includes everybody and the activities are, you know, they range from all different, all different things. So just kind of suited us as a family. So yeah. now we're all involved. Uh, my, my youngest is uh, my daughter and she's in Beavers and, you know, it's it's good. It's having a good time. Yeah, it's really good. The kids love it, and we're having a good time as leaders. My my wife Robin and I are both uh, leaders, and we're both involved with uh, both of the groups. So we're meeting some good people and some good kids, families. It's it's, it's been really good so far. So. so far, so good. Yeah. What else can you say? Yeah, love it. Well, I'm yeah. glad you're here. And David, I hope you don't go anywhere soon either, too, because. <laughs> He's keeping me sane over here <laughs> with all the work he's been doing. So it's uh, it's been great to have both you guys. Um, all right, Peter, cool. Thanks, Lindsay. Long time leader. Well, not on sabbatical. Not after following, yeah, on sabbatical. <laughs> sure, um, we'll call it a, a professional improvement fellowship away from scouting. But yeah, um, I'm Lindsay. We, um, you know, not. Unlike many of us, we got involved in scouting as a family affair when my youngest hit kindergarten, or my oldest, I should say, hit kindergarten age. So 2017, um, and quickly got involved as as leaders to to help make the group, you know, what we hoped it would be for our family and for our kids. And um, there was there was a need for some leaders, and it's just nice. It's nice to get involved with your kids. Um, I know you, Andrew, have always talked about that in in our meetings together, that community is a big part of scouting, um, building community and building connections. And that's what we wanted in the neighborhood we live in anyways. And to have a a community scouting group down the hill from where we live um, was absolutely ideal. Cool. And so that's drew you in and... Yeah, location drew us location in, the diversity the of activities. activities. I think that's that's common for a lot of us, that we didn't want our kids to be experts in any one thing. We just really wanted them to be average at a lot of things. And a lot of what we do as a family, our camping and hiking and skiing is something that we saw in scouting. I was in guides as a, as a kid. My husband grew up uh, involved with Scouts Canada, um, and it was it was really positive for him. He stayed on with it quite quite long long enough that he was out in the winter and building you know snow huts and going to the west coast and he wanted that for our own kids and yeah it was it was a nice way to be involved but not be involved in anything so specific that it was the only thing you could do um so that was yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Kind of gives you a taste of a lot of things. It does. And and it's it's funny, you know, I know we'll talk about the opportunity uh, statement, but it talks about being able to say yes to your kids. And that's what I liked about Scouts is that we knew that we weren't signing them up for the exact same thing every week if mm-hmm. our um, boys at the time were really interested in doing something specific we'd be able to say yes to that and we could take it on as a group and scouting opens doors as a, a community group um, rather than showing up at something like, you know, I fly indoor skydiving or laser tag just as a family, you can book the whole place out because you're part of a scouting group or you can have a discount or you can go and have a behind the scenes tour because you're part of a community group that's recognized. Um, so that's, that was a huge advantage for us. Yeah, I think that's true. And you have the benefit, you can do fundraising, you can make it cheaper for kids. Big time. You meet kids that you maybe would not meet uh, elsewhere and, you know, everyone's, yeah, Yeah. getting a chance to do things maybe they wouldn't otherwise do, right, on their own. Some Some do, but... No, but you're right. Like we we met people that lived in our community. Well, look at you guys. Our our kids attend different schools, but we're neighbors, right? So yeah. it was nice mm-hmm. to be able to have that um, bring a community together that has four or five different community schools, and you know, even fundraising aside, scouts. I know that's part of their own mandate. It's it's affordable in the scheme of kids' activities. Um, and I know we're all familiar with the, the diversity of opportunities out there. Scouting stays pretty affordable in the big scheme of things. Um, and then there's always opportunities to support families that, that aren't able to, to cover those costs, um, even if they are, you know, on the more affordable side of things. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And taking a break now? Taking a break now. Ironically, the... The well, then two that became three children and now four children that brought us into <laughs> scouting has also pulled us back from scouting yeah, because yeah. we've just produced enough children to run our own scouting group. <laughs> so we do our own out adventures as a family. And, um, but you know, the, the door is always open there in the sense that we still strongly support what scouting does and, and see it as a very valuable part of our community. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's, Planning and organizing the scout groups is a lot of work. It is. As you know, because you, you were pretty much single-handling it for a couple of years. And I think that was key, like, as we stepped back from it and we reflected on that, sometimes I'll chuckle when scouts talks about, like, two hours a week, you can be a leader. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I, I realized that what that vision is that we talk about, you just need the the village. It takes a village. And it is so possible but you have to be able to have a core group of committed people um and i I see that coming and becoming part of the group that that we have with fourth elks but it can't be one one person or even two or three like you really want to grow that group so you have the the volume to make it a team effort um and then i think it's dynamite you've got the support from a variety of people and then it's not on one person's shoulder to to be there because it's not it's awesome but it's not everything right we have other parts of our life that you have to be able to step back into yeah um, but i think scouting in in good healthy groups that's exactly what it can offer is you can be involved as little or as much as you want to be or can be mm-hmm. um and that's important yeah yeah i agree i think it's just creating that raft right big time of people yeah getting the message out and being visible and showing people that you exist and pulling them in and doing fun things big time and the community community engagement things too i think it's adventure and we'll touch on that too a little bit but yeah uh i think there's i think there's a huge appetite for the scouting stuff big time yeah Yeah. but it's 
making it manageable. Making it manageable, making it accessible, and and, <clears throat> and spreading the word. I mean, podcasts yeah. like this help uh, to a certain extent, and just being involved with the community, yeah. Um, so that people know. I I remember our, my first meeting, walking in and having absolutely no idea that the whole group was volunteer run. I assumed that you know I paid my fee, dropped off my kid, and picked them up an hour later, um, and quickly realized you know what other opportunities were there. But I was just kind of ignorant at that moment. Um, so yeah, I, there, it's a whole world of opportunity once you get into it. Yeah. You could, you could get pulled right into it and spend a whole day on it. I think I spent all my afternoon organizing stuff. Oh, big time. <laughs> or, or in, in David's experience, decades, right? You, you get pulled in and it's not just one day or, but your, your lifetime. I mean, we see that when we yeah. celebrate scouters that have been around, that have been around for decades, but I think that's huge because it, it offers, sustainability for a group and history and you need a combination of new fresh enthusiasm yeah. and then people that can say actually yeah we tried that or oh that worked in this yeah. situation but it didn't work here or um and to challenge some of the thinking of the new people coming in too it's um both both are important yeah i think that's a good point right like you don't want to get stuck in the ruts sometimes of tradition no keep an open mind you want both yeah it's kind but of that the tradition act. sometimes keeps the consistency and makes some predictability for some people, and that which is important. But it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Continuous recruiting, though, I feel like that's uh, that's a job we have to do. It is because well, our <laughs> kids get older, right? It, it's when you talk to people that um, you know, another neighbor in our community runs a, a clothing store for kids. And she says they're the worst clients and customers because they, they always are growing out of the pool of people we pull from. And that's kind of like us. If you're a Beavers leader, you've got three years. And then you a Cubs leader, you've got three years. So your parents are shifting over all the time. Yeah. So you always have to be kind of looking ahead or recruit families that have many, many children. Um, <laughs> and then you're set. In some situations that works. And in other situations, they get a little overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thanks, Lindsay. No worries. This is Stacy, another newbie. Let's, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of just found myself here, to be honest. My uh, son's father decided scouts would be uh, good. For our son and so as I have a bad habit of doing I kind of took that on and then the group needed leaders so I said yes because I do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am um yeah we I was a guide as a kid so I I knew that when we embarked on scouting that there would be um that it relied on volunteers and so I kind of expected the outcome um, because I know a lot of people aren't able to volunteer so it, it comes down to a select few um, who tend to be the volunteers um, yeah I it was something I guess scouts was something I was kind of in the back of my mind over the years uh, my son's 10 so he's in the last year of Cub Scouts so we're very much late joiners and I'm not I wasn't sure it was going to resonate with him, and he was quite uh, resistant at first to start. Uh, so I sort of told him we'd do it together, and I think it's working out. I think he's enjoying it. Um, yeah. Some days are winners, some days are not so much winners. <laughs> yes, and yeah. to be honest, the, the whole conflict with schedule and sports is, is going to be an issue in our lives. Yeah. So 
this yeah. may be our only year. If it is, it will be a great year, but uh, it's undecided yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so many things as they get older, right? They get specialized into certain things or whatever, which is understandable. But uh, well, that's great to hear from everybody. You know, different pers- like a lot of sort of different perspectives, but a lot of similar interests for sure, which is uh, which is nice. I know last year, Lindsay, we were kind of at the end of the year and looking like what's COVID was tough. I think COVID was a tough time for for our group, especially not mm-hmm. our group, especially, but especially for you know for all of, for scouting, all of scouting, but any. Any community organization, any organization, really, yeah. COVID hits. There's no part of life that's not touched by the pandemic, really. And we were, yeah, we were, people were burnt out. No one knew was coming in. And I think just me, sometime in there, I showed up. And then uh, a lot of people were looking to step away. We had a decent number of leaders last year, four or five, but then all but one. We were like, ah, we need a break kind mm-hmm. of thing, which is fair. And so we kind of got together and said, well, what are we about and what are we going to do? Like to, are we going to close shop or are we going to try and make a go of it? And we got together and did a strategic planning thing. And we talked about why do we as leaders want to be involved in scouting, which is really interesting. I had a conversation with people about this last night. And the, the four things that we came up with is sort of like our core pillars were like basically the same things that we talked about last night with this other group. And very much essentially what we're talking about now, we, we felt that like, Community engagement was really important. Outdoor adventures were really important. Family, uh, family connections, and what was the other one? Uh, community, community. Family, I mean, connection, fun, yeah, something like that. I want to add diversity to it, like the diversity sure. of experience. But yeah. I don't know if that was one of our originally original four. We might not have been one of the original four, yeah. but like it's kind of in that kind of. It is the idea of, of making things. connections. Yeah. yeah, sticking with your community. And that was, that was really useful, I think, for us because, I mean, David, you video casted into that meeting. and then But it gave us a, like a pillar of things that I could use to advertise to people and say, like, mm-hmm. this is what we're about, you know. And then our group at the beginning of the year of this 2022 season was like one leader and two or three kids. And we were, I was able to sell that idea on the number of parents that came around. And we were able to kind of connect, fortunately, with another scout group for the fall to kind of help us kind of pull like hang on until our new leaders got onboarded and so on but they were really uh that that sort of core four things that we generated as leaders was what we were was what i was selling them on and and that combined with making adverts in the community flyer and facebook and trying to get people aware that we exist i think was kind of yeah those elements combined is what kind of brought us in and now we're in a we're a healthier position for sure i don't think i feel like we're not out of the woods yet but I think we're in a healthier position because um, we've got like nine leaders. I think is it nine, something like this. Um, twenty cubs, twenty beavers, sorry, and twelve cubs. Which is huge in the sense that if you were to graph that, just from a <coughs> statistics point of view, from yeah. year over year data, or just say the last six months, right? Yeah, um, that's huge. You you've kind of had exponential growth in our leaders. Yeah. Um, because leaders do. We friends bring friends. So it, it's a bit risky, right? The the leaders that were exiting were from one kind of common social group. Yeah. So they exited as a group. Um so the, yeah, I think leaders are key. Yeah. Almost more than the youth. The youth make the program, but you have to have the leaders to to be that spark that that the opportunity statement talks about. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Peter, you and clutch. You were clutch. <laughs> Cuz you know everybody. Seems like you know everybody. 
Yeah, well, it's just my kids, really. Like, once, you know, everyone got word of us joining the Scouts, you know, you talk to people, talk to other parents, picking up, you know, your kids from school, and what are you doing this weekend? Well, you know, you start getting into the Scouts conversation, and, you know, like you were saying, the diversity of the activities that you're doing, and, you know, it's it makes it desirable for people that don't really know too much about it. They're, they're, they're hearing all this, the cool stuff you're doing. The kids are talking about it behind, you know, behind you. You can hear them talking to each other about it. Some, sometimes when I'm picking the kids up from school and yeah, it just it creates that excitement and you know, it just kind of spreads from there. Yeah. It doesn't just, take, it didn't take that much. It feels to me anyways. Well, though, once you kind of jumped on, you brought like a whole bunch of other An people. Avalanche of you totally people, did. Yeah. <laughs> so Peter is a secret celebrity parent <laughs> that is. we didn't realize is <laughs> actually I got some serious clout and that's all we needed. All <sighs> this time, Andrew, what were we doing? Well, we, we were missing Peter. <laughs> yeah, we were missing Peter. So <laughs> takeaway is just find <laughs> yourself a Peter, send him out into the community and you are done. <laughs> that's totally it. That's all. Yeah. Well, I think when you took it, like, talk about leadership models too, right? I mean, like, a leader is nobody if you don't have a follower, right? And, like, the first follower in these models of leadership is the most important in that sense. Mm -hmm. Not to say there's, like, you know, some are leaders and some are followers. Like, being a follower is in itself a leadership uh, situation, right? Um, but I think, yeah, like, but but that the way we gained followership, followership was just through the, the conversations, right? Yeah. And kind of advertising to the, to the community that we exist on, like we said, community flyers and Facebook, but I think more of the word of mouth was probably the most powerful. Sure. Well, I met you tool. walking to school. Yeah. You know, we live in two different communities. We go to the same school. Our kids mm -hmm. are in the same class. That's all, that's all it took. Just a couple conversations. Yeah. And here you the go. House on fire. Here we are. Now we've got a whole, a whole bunch of kids. Yeah. And leaders. And a whole nother mess of problems trying to coordinate everybody, but yeah. that's a, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so here we are now. Like Scouts Canada, in a sense, in the, over the last six months, has started on a project. They're calling it the Big Opportunity, and they've recruited a group of volunteers across the country to work on the a the the cut team, they call it the core urgency team. They're trying to, they're borrow, borrowing from uh, Cotter, the Cotter Institute, uh, they, who they've contracted to help them with this process. Um, and some of the ideas of Cotter are to like, to create momentum and growth and change is you need to create a sense of urgency in what you're doing and rally people around that opportunity. Uh, and that hopefully it will be the sort of like a, a tool for growth. And, and when I look at this opportunity, to me, I feel like it's very much what you and I, Lindsay, started at last April and David, um, is that we, we kind of got together as a group of scout leaders and said, what are we, why are we here and what's important to us and what we're doing? Um, and then we, we rallied people around it, right? We connected with people in the community and, um, and talked about scouting and what it brings and, and, uh, and that's what Scouts Canada, I think, is is essentially trying to do right now. But uh, I'm going to read out the opportunity statement for everybody out there. And then once I've done that, I just want to get your sense. And I'll, I'll kind of let it open to the floor on like, does this change anything in your perspective of scouting? Does it is it good? Is it bad? Uh, yeah, just kind of get your two cents on on this opportunity. So 
I'll kind of read it verbatim so it's it sounded like I'm reading the text because I am. But it says, communities need us now more than ever. This is the opportunity statement. The pandemic has elevated the importance of kids having fun outdoor adventures with their friends. Scouting does just that. As a committed team of more than 14,000, we have a unique opportunity to serve kids and their families. We know youth are capable of anything. Scouting gives youth the opportunity to lead and discover the spark to light their fire. As scouters, we know that to overcome the challenges ahead, we need to give more people the chance to lead. To do this, we must center with youth and start with yes, build genuine trusting relationships, uplift diverse perspectives. There you go, Lindsay, there's your diverse part. And appreciate the contributions of all. And tap into the potential of the many while actively removing barriers. We will create a movement of happier, healthier youth that contribute to a better world. Together, we can play a pivotal role in supporting kids and their families to thrive in a post-pandemic world. The time is now. So, well, you guys got to ruminate on that for a sec. But initial thoughts? I like the idea that to create that movement and growth, you have to have a sense of urgency. Like, I've mm-hmm. never thought of it from that perspective. But um, I also work at a high school here in Calgary. And I think that that sense of urgency is obvious to me each and every day that I go to work. Um, you walk down a hall of um, any school, any school in Calgary, particularly with kids that are about 12 and older, and you see a, a sea of phones and technology, and you see kids that don't connect with each other the way that we as adults connected with each other in our own youth. Um, and it, it's not something that's, it's it's kind of just fact, like, it, you know, talking amongst other parents and staff members, that's how it is. There's been this shift. And I think that that opening sentence that communities need us more than ever now is incredibly true because scouting provides an opportunity for real life, often outdoor, face-to-face, you know, human-to-human contact in a healthy setting that's supportive and can help kids grow and foster skill development. So I think that the opportunity statement says kind of everything that we all just said around this table. It's just really well worded. You know, it's been it's been fine-tuned and crafted, but I think it captures everything that we said. We were ahead of the game. Like Andrew ahead said when curve. we were at, we we were absolutely <laughs> there. They just took it to this level, maybe got some, you know, professional influences on it. And it's there. The urgency is there. The need is there. You know, will it work? I guess time will tell um, if they can build off of this. Yeah. It, it, I see, um, yeah, I just see a lot of truth in it. Yeah. But I think, though, that's that's an important kind of thing you've touched on there, though, is that like Scouts Canada is kind of working on this urgency uh, statement and this core opportunity, like this big opportunity. And, you know, they're kind of trying to roll it out, but yet, as well for this to really take root it needs to come from the ground up mm-hmm. like it can't be like scouts counter be like hey yo like go uh and take advantage like look at this great opportunity we have go and uh everyone go make it happen it's it's more about like i think when i look at it too it's like removing barriers for all it that's that's partly like okay how do we as a group remove the barriers that are within like in front of us here as a group mm-hmm. of people and and move forward with the the other objectives of the of the scouting opportunity, um, and how do we as a group, you know, like so? Yes, we were, maybe we were a bit ahead of the curve. Like our group kind of embarked on a journey similar to this, but I think that is just very much what this big opportunity statement is about. It's not about like Scouts Canada's big opportunity in my mind. It's about where is the opportunity in your community 
to do things related maybe to the big opportunity, but maybe, maybe your community is a little bit different. Maybe there's specific interests in your community that are individual. Um, I think there's opportunity to modify, tweak that and make it your I think own. That's critical because yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know who is still part of some of the Facebook chatter groups. These are all unofficial scouts, Canada chatter, but that's what causes people to, um, you know, offer some resistance when they see something that they haven't been a part of forming or when they think it's something that's coming top down. Um, and yeah. th- there's been rumblings on about the opportunity statement online. And it's fascinating because the people that's, that knew about it and saw it coming or had heard about it, those are the ones that are kind of cheering it on. And the ones that are, had never heard of this are the ones that are typically going, whoa, like, what is this? You know, it's coming from above. So I think your point of having involvement from a, a ground level up and having I don't know some some opportunity for groups to make it their own yeah is is key because we're so diverse I mean that's Canada right mm-hmm. Scouts Canada goes from coast to coast north to south and our groups are so different um, you know we have something in common but they have to be able to customize it yeah like scouting's the vehicle but like who's the driver Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. David, thoughts on the opportunity? Yeah, I think the opportunity statement is a great statement. Uh, it's uh, good to see Scouts Canada, you know, come up with a an opportunity, a statement that is really uh, taking it to the next step that uh, they've been striving for over the years. I mean, scouting, in my mind, has always uh, been a good role model in the community. Uh, you know, they've, you know, from beavers all the way up, they've tried to teach and grow the youth type of thing. And, and then over the years, you know, with the Canadian path, right, and, and more youth focus, they're just trying to um, put the emphasis a lot more uh, on the youth as where it should be. You know, scouting, when we talk about community, you know, we we talk about, you know, Triwood community and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to uh, uh, be involved in, you know, scouting on the worldwide basis, you know, and, and that community. And that's a big opportunity, too, for all the youth. You know, I've been fortunate to, to be into two world jamborees. And, man, I tell you, you know, it's at those world jamborees where you really get to see scouting you know at its core all the other youth being involved you know and and all of them all coming together um and that's what scouting is you know we're looking at i think scouting you know has a lot of opportunities uh they're probably one of the few organizations that um are very diverse right uh, these days you know um good opportunity there from the point of view that you know, we're one of the few groups that are outdoor focused, you know, and, and that's a big um, uh, draw these days, you know, especially in, in the days, you know, when, when I've done um, interviews, you know, with new leaders and, and ask them, you know, they, you know, we, we ask them, well, what do you think one of the big challenges we have for the youth these days? And, and, Many times they've they come up and say, "Yeah, we got to get our kids, you know, away from from the television, away from the computers," and that's where 
uh, scouting is. And, and you know, we, we look at youth opportunities, um, but then also, you know, scouting as an organization, Scouts Canada and, and, and other scouting organizations throughout the world have a lot of good training for our volunteers, right? And I think if you talk to any of our leaders, they would look back and, you know, say, yeah, you know, there was some good training there. You know, we enjoyed um, some of the processes and, and stuff that they uh, put us through. And then also um, some of the things we tend to forget is they do have Scouts Canada has a lot of programs that they have developed over the years and processes, you know, and and things like that, which, you know, will help keep the uh, um, movement going and you know, when we think of community, that's what we want to do is, is yeah, it's great to, to build our own community, but it's a much, much bigger um, organization worldwide. So when you can tap into that, yeah. you know, you there's way more potential within that. Is what you're saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 a great organization at the community level. You know, uh, Triwood itself is changing the, uh, you know, the families are, are coming back into the uh, community and, and we're growing as a, as a group. Um, and, and that opportunity, if you want to uh, go to jamborees, you know, not just world jamborees, but you can start off, you know, uh, the Canadian jamboree, there's, you know, BC jamborees. Um, I'm not sure of when the next Alberta one is, but, you know, there's those opportunities to mix with other youth you know, in, in scouting, you know, and again, you know, the diversification is key these days, I think. Yeah. But now like you've been around a while, like, have you heard this kind of talk from Scouts Canada before? Does this feel different in any way or is it the same? Well, I think, I think they're, they're building on what they've been doing, you know, in the last few years, you know, changing the, the program, making it more, um, inclusive to the youth right you know the canadian path that whole program um you know we've tried you know in the past to try to get the youth more involved you know and 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 get away from the the static programs that uh we had in the past which were good but then i think uh the new programs you know just allows the focus on the youth and the opportunities and and is going to let scouting grow, continue to grow. Cool. Yeah. Peter or Stacy? Uh, you have uh, thoughts on the well, opportunity? Yeah, I think just. Well, how about Stacy? Why don't you go? We'll, we'll, fix, we'll fix the mic over there. Sure. <laughs> um, Sorry, Peter. Yeah, when I read it, I it's the diverse perspectives and removing barriers that really jumps out at me. It seems to me when you talk to people about scoutings, most of us were in scouts or most of us were in guides and that's a certain similar background that kind of limits the pool to some extent. Um, and, and honestly, the scout promise is that's the right word for it was a barrier to me joining as a as a non-religious family and it because it wasn't right as an atheist um yeah it wasn't representing diversity that was inclusive to you that's right and and i didn't learn that there was an alternate yeah until after i joined scouting 
and read about the the new approach to spiritualism. So that was quite interesting to me. But but yeah, that not only the mention of God, but the mention of uh, duty to country mm-hmm. isn't something that resonates mm-hmm. with me. Or country, maybe duty to the queen. It's it's not something that resonates with me in this day and age. Yeah, and. I can see that being a barrier. The, so the mention of God in the promise, if you're not Christian, that could absolutely be a barrier. If mm-hmm. you're not religious, that can be a barrier. Mm-hmm. And it, it implies that it's meant for a culture, a certain cultural group, yeah. and not youth as a whole, perhaps. Right. And traditionally, that's kind of what it's and, and when you look at the groups, and it's not just, um, we'll call it ethnic diversity, it's uh, if you also look at gender diversity, the number of there are some women movement and some girls in the movement, mm-hmm. but it's quite a small group compared to the boys. And so I see a lot of opportunities to get more girls involved, to get more diverse cultures involved. And I think to me, that's what this opportunity statement is speaking to. Yeah, is to sure. widening the pool and and opening it up to all youth, not. The yeah. traditional kind of what's well, that's important in this day and age too. Things have yeah. changed so drastically in the past decade, even absolutely. Yeah, you know? <clears throat> and yeah. I think it's just trying to keep up with everything else that's going on in the world, and I think they're going in a step in the right direction for sure. You know, yeah, letting females into the group. Well, letting I mean. Up. Female, without women uh, have been able to join together. It was all downhill after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There's a lot of guides and ex-guides. I will say this. I Secretly, one of my goals is to shut down the guiding group in our area. Not because I don't like guides, but because our group is doing so much better that we yeah. can just pull them in. Well, like, I, that's that my secret goal. That would be huge, goal. though, because think of the, the, the girls. I mean... I think to be inclusive of gender identity, yeah. we need to stop looking at things as girls, guys, anyways, because it's yeah. dichotomous. So and guides I, doesn't let boys in. No, and and that's. I, <laughs> that's but I think you're absolutely guys, right. But. Like we, I, I kind of that aha moment is that we all have had guiding or scouting in our background. Yeah, and yeah. so it's really the opportunity. It almost needs to have our opportunity for outreach because they do need to reach out beyond some of the stereotypes and. Um. Yeah, traditionalist like, nature of right, what scouting break down was. these colonial kind of well, traditions. It, it was. Maybe. It was started yeah. by a group of white guys, right? Yep. Like you know, one in particular, and and great, From all Canada, with their yes, it is exactly, yeah. and and that's it. Doesn't minimize the good work that happens with Scouts Canada. Absolutely yep. not. I think we can celebrate that they're taking the opportunity to look at what the opportunity is, yeah. but it's it's um. It's not an easy job that they have to take on because, yeah, there's there's definitely some stereotypes and traditions that are long ingrained. Yes. Yeah, and perhaps barriers for new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like Stacy, I was it was the same for us too. It was like you, know, you read the you know, the promise or what it was with like the mention of the God and else. Yeah. You know, just it doesn't it doesn't make sense with today's day and age. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Never jived with me in the last years, but I kind of was like, whatever, because the other things I enjoyed, so I'll just put up with that. But when I was in England, I was in England for a couple of years, 2017 to 2020, or Scotland, sorry. And uh, hopefully the Scottish people are listening to that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, they over there in the year, they had changed their promise as well to, they had multiple ones available. 
there's like three or four. You could say Allah, you could say God, or you could say uh, spirituality. Um, and that was those were like formally acknowledged promises for scouting. Um, and they also had removed also in the UK the, the reference to the Queen or King now, I suppose. But uh, and just say country as well, which being in the UK, I was surprised they did that too. But uh, things are moving along there as well. So I guess the, the next sort of element we can touch on is uh, right reflection. Uh, having looked at that and and sort of thinking about the opportunity for scouting to to broaden our horizons, to reach out to diverse groups, to to do the good work that they kind of that's part of their mission is getting kids in the outdoors and connecting with communities and connecting with each other and. Uh, what do you think we can do next? Not we, well, we as a group, uh, you, uh, what's what's the next step do you, do you guys see us taking to making that a reality? Some thoughts? I think when you look at the conversation that you, we just had, it's getting the word out. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone here had a realization once they were willing to get involved, right? They realized there was options with uh, the promises and they realized that um, you know, it's not the scouts of their youth um, that things are are moving and shifting and changing and trying to adapt to to what today's youth need. So I think it's in a way a, a PR piece, um, getting the word out at a very grassroots oh, right, level, right. like you know, having the the celebrity parents that can spread the word <laughs> and um, talk to people in the community, but getting it out on a national level too, like get. Get Scouts Canada people onto, you know, Facebook and Instagram and be a part of the conversations that can sometimes spiral amongst members and um, getting them out at to, to community events. And um, that might take, you know, dedicated volunteers or even some of our staff members being really on the front lines as well. Not, yeah. um, you know, I, I think there's sometimes always been a bit of a disconnect about people that are in the volunteer roles and then the people that are, are part of the staffing of Scouts Canada and just building some more bridges um, and figuring out kind of like what you said at the beginning, Andrew, what's needed from a ground level up, mm-hmm. um, building the pyramid that way um, instead of, of top down. But I think the support that is needed is as manpower and um, people power, people power. Yeah. Yeah, I should be, yeah. And, and getting, cause I think the excitement comes naturally by talking about the good stuff that's in here. Sure. Right. Like it's, right. Yeah. That that's going to come pretty easy, but there's the barriers that kind of exist around like it is. traditional conceptions of scouting maybe. And, and I think common barriers that come with any organization <laughs> that is primarily volunteer run, right? right. You, you're going to come up against, yeah, mm-hmm. just the, the, the sheer availability of the people that make the organization what it is, um, maybe a bit of a financial piece there, but more than anything, just yeah, spreading the word and then letting people see why it's a good thing to get involved involved in. That diversity, which I think is key, will come the more people can see themselves in our group, right? Um, if you can see yourself or connect with someone in there and, and um, you won't feel so intimidated to get involved. That's... When I think about that, there's probably some language barriers we could work on too. Again, coming from <laughs> some verbal. The, well, I, I'm just thinking about my schooling thing. Like the biggest reason our own students don't get involved in in my own school, 80 percent of our kids' English is their second language. It's an additional oh, okay. language they've learned. Okay. So I just like again, fresh off of a work day, but 
that's something huge for scouts. Like the majority of everything we see is in English. It's not translated. Oh, there There's not go. multiple languages on it. If we want to work on capturing the diversity, we have to make it accessible. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's easy to spread the word in communities where we're already established and involved. It's harder to spread the word in communities where we don't exist yet, particularly if there's a cultural or a language barrier. Um, so it's going to take one person at a time. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, so thoughts. Stacey. And I wonder if there are um, some sort of events that can be held, like come see what scouting is about. Maybe there's a hike on Nose Hill to try out, and it's a family thing. It's not just kids. Mm-hmm. Bring your kids, come along, let's have a discussion about scouting, let's have the kids do trail stuff. I, I say that. It's clearly a major undertaking, and you can only have so many people participate at a time and it becomes heavy on the volunteers. Mm. Um, but I, what made me think of it is sometimes we have bring your friend nights mm-hmm. for scouts. So something like that, if you can kind of isolate it to your neighborhood, so it's a smaller group. Um, if people are interested, they can come out and ask questions and see what it's like. That was yeah. a big part of how our group grew too. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> we were the, probably the one of the first out of the newcomers that came out to to a meeting or two, and then, you know, we did group hike with all the families and you know, with the siblings and stuff. And then it was it was just growing from there. Yeah, I mean, because like the thinking behind that was again it was coming back to our the four things, Lindsay, you and I, and David kind of put together and some of the leaders from last year is like family's important, right? So if we're gonna do a hike, it's gonna be a family hike, sure. I think, right? Like because everyone's got like four kids and three kids and. You know, I had two kids and whatever, or one kid, but it doesn't matter. But like, you're not going to go out for a day with just the one. Like, you got to, you know, people have want to have a flexibility to bring everybody, include everybody. Well, there's everybody, so right? many options out there where you drop your kid off. Right? Yeah. Uh, there's there's not a lot of options for us to be able to participate with our kids. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's I think, something that makes scouting stand yeah. out is that, yeah. yeah, you can be involved right alongside your kid. Because we're, we're missing those connections, um, and particularly now that we're not all locked down together. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to see my kids at the end of the day. So if we can go off and do something together on the weekends or on our you know weekly meetings, that's a good thing. Yeah. Working together. Okay, cool. Um, other concluding thoughts? I'll go with that. Where are we going to go from here? Anything really excite you about this? Anything that you're worried about with the this opportunity statement or with scouting, any barriers that you see? We've touched on a few, but... Well, remember, I'm the perspective of the leader who's on the sabbatical, <laughs> so I, you have my full support. Good luck, guys. You'll do great. And uh, I look forward to seeing the outcomes. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's getting, getting, the, getting, the people, <laughs> getting the people in involved. David, go for it. Well, oh, I, I am, I'm personally glad that, you know, and I heard it and wrote it down that Lindsay said on sabbatical. Right, so. It's also <laughs> recorded now on public record. Yeah, so on, on public record. <laughs> so that's great. No, it, it's it's a great statement. We, um, I think, as everyone said, it's it's now's the time. You know, I mean, when you think back, uh, COVID, the pandemic could have been, you know, the thing we needed uh, to uh, have families kind of realize what they wanted to do and 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 do things more together and and i think you know um scouting has that that great opportunity right now to be able to act on it you know they just 
it, you know, money's always financial is always a, a tough barrier. Um, you know, we talked about volunteers and stuff like that, but, you know, I think as we've seen this year, you know, you, you start to get the word out and, you know, people just start to get interested. Um, you know, uh, parents start to volunteer and, and what we tried to do in the past, uh, too was you know the more the merrier and and you just don't need to rely on the one or two people anymore you can start to uh um you know lessen the workload among you know a lot of people right and you know if we can continue to grow like uh, stacy said you know if we can get the word out you know do things i know um uh, our community in particular you know they're they're fully behind youth programs and you know scouting is one of those youth programs that we can definitely get their support on we just have to come up with you know help them out too because they are uh, limited in their resources yeah and if we can can help them out and do some brainstorming too well i think that's a good those are great places to be with the community center or community group like that because that enhances our visibility as well so it's kind of a win-win if we're, if there's like a community cleanup we were talking about or something like we can be there. Um, that's part of our community engagement sort of pillar that we talked about. And, um, and hopefully that, that will enhance our visibility and allow us to grow too. I think that's some of my thoughts anyway, Stacy. I think, um, visibility is a big thing. So when we were first looking at coming into scouts, we knew we weren't going to be able to be in a scouting group. Cl- closer to our neighborhood well there isn't one in our neighborhood and so we were looking around and the ones closest around us weren't on a night that worked for us Uh, so we ended up here which is just a couple of neighborhoods over but it was I understand having been in guides that the program is very dependent on the leaders running it and it was very hard to find any information about how active or what kind of activities or how much camping each group did. Before the pandemic, I think there was more um, articles in community newsletters. And so, you know, I could look at those, but they were a few years old at that point. But, But that was a really good thing for me to say, oh, that scout group's doing that if i'm was the community newsletter there yeah and i think used to have articles (laughs) in the community newsletter and i I think they did work yeah yeah it's more work because somebody has to write them thorncliffe was just on the other side of me they're also very good about yeah and it gives you an idea of what that troop is up to when you're researching and trying to figure out Mm -hmm. like if there's not one in your neighborhood and you don't Mm -hmm. know anyone who's in it so coming in blind it would have been you know, I, I tried to reach out to a couple of scout leaders and figure out what was going on in the troop. But um, yeah, that, that was a thing. If you, you know, you're talking about your campouts, you're talking about your hikes, then people are out seeing like, oh, wow, this is mm-hmm. cool, right? Yeah. And there is that unknown still, I think, with a lot of people that aren't involved with scouts. Like they have the old school traditional kind of stuff going. I think that you know, until you're exposed to what's really going on. Yeah. And you can (laughs) advertise your community involvement as well. And it like all of those bits that are really attractive and attractive to parents who are looking for activities for their children. Yeah. Here's something I want to ask you you a lot, because we all grew up with a background in scouting or guiding. So we're kind of familiar with that 
world. What would you say to a parent who comes to the group and says, well, I don't have the skills to be a scout leader. I don't have the, like the background to be a scout leader. Cause I don't never, never grew up with it. Like I can't do it. Didn't you suck me in by telling me you just needed a body for supervision? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty just sure how that, bodies. That, that was one thing I sold them on, but I, I want to hear what would you sell people on? Was that the everyone right thing to say? has something to offer? Right. Everyone okay. has something to offer. Totally. Like, and do you uh, need- and I think you get them in and yeah. then you suddenly you slowly start to realize what they do have to offer because right. everybody does have something to offer. Yeah, we are sounding a little cult like now, though. Just, just get them in, and then <laughs> we will figure it out. We just need the bodies in here. Should yeah. have some sort of disclaimer at the beginning of this well, thing. I, I don't know. Like, there's it's some of the messages I tried to put in the the materials I sent out to prospective leaders was like, because that's something that seems to come up all the time. And I don't know if it, you caught that or anyone caught it, but it's like if you don't like, if you feel like you don't have the skills, don't worry about it. This is something that I like. We can you grow together with your youth. That's that's some of the messaging I tried to sneak in there. I don't know if anyone saw that and some of the stuff I sent out, or if that uh, you just you just caught the we just need the body part. <laughs> no, I <laughs> no, I thought the messaging was quite good. For me, my barrier was I'm not um, I'm quite introverted. I'm not good with people, and I'm particularly not um, super comfortable around large groups of children. We're like <laughs> we're like talking on the internet. Right. Yeah. right. Here yeah. you are. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely great. I'll second. Um, so, so I was quite nervous because I'm not, I'm not going to be able to take the lead of a group of kids and keep them um, active and engaged comfortably. Mm-hmm. If there's a, a activity set, I can do that. Um, but to just say, oh, let's get them playing, or I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to freeze deer in headlights. Lindsay, that's why I miss you so much. <laughs> it's funny it's I like, say that. It, it, well, if we had a moment like that, like Lindsay, you just like episode we're right now. two is like what you need in your leader because all of the leaders that I kind of suckered in, that was the exact same thing. Yeah. And so, you know, this that's outside of the opportunity statement, but it hey, it's whatever. connected to helping scouting grow. Is sometimes there's a part of me that questions that, like, how can we either build confidence in our scouters? Or maybe we need to look at having point persons that are more on the ground that can be that person that just happens to come from a, a skill set that is either whatever, you know, early childhood education or teaching or, you know, youth leadership stuff so that everyone has a person that they can feel that confidence in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, well, I think a team approach, a co- right? It's, it is a team approach. And right? that's and everyone, like, has their so skills, common to hear but, yeah. that, you know, oh, I don't want to be in, in charge of a group of kids. Fair enough, right? Par- it, parenting doesn't come with a manual. And just because you're a parent doesn't mean that you're going to want to, you know, you know, yeah, herd no, kids around a gym. So. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. It's a valid point, but yeah. but a different conversation. I don't know. It kind of, I got to build on it because that's the barrier, right? The barrier is, you know, okay, so we got to get leaders in. That's probably the biggest risk, I think, when I look at the risk to our group. And I think when you talk to other groups, it's the same thing. It's, yeah. You know, which is full circle because in yeah. the in the first few minutes of us chatting today, it was about the leaders, and it's not that the scouting is about the kids and putting mm-hmm. the kids first and being youth driven, but the that I you asked at some point like who's the driver? The yeah. driver is the kids, but you you have to have the the vehicle, the license, whatever. Like you could build the metaphor, you you have to have the leaders, and yeah. in a way that chicken and egg 
mentality. In this case, it's the, the chicken yeah. comes first. And I kind of think it is. Like, you, you need yeah. the leadership. Yeah, Stacy, that was an interesting thought uh, you came up with, you know, when you were looking to research, right, what activities scouting was. And, and I, I think some of us, well, you know, you were in guiding, but some of us uh, leaders who've been in scouting for a while, you know, you kind of think back and you say, well, you know, how how can Scouts Canada do a better job of, um, of PR? <laughs> like when we, you know, if I were to talk to Andrew because, you know, he he was a as a youth a scouter, you know, and I was a uh, youth and Peter was a youth as, as scouts in scouting. We kind of knew what scouting was now. Whether or not, you know, Tri would, you know, would be able to fulfill those needs, you would have to go out there and ask people for that information. And I think that's one thing perhaps Scouts Canada, either at, you know, the, the community level or, or at the Chinook region level or at the national level could probably do a better job of because, you know, when I, I think back, you know, Triwood is um, our sponsor, right, type of thing. And, and uh, I, those could be old words nowadays. I'm not sure if a scout group needs a sponsor. One of the things, though, that, that I've done for 20 years at our AGM, which, you know, Triwood AGM, which tends to get maybe five people to show up, <laughs> is a report, you know, right, a report to our sponsor. And in there, you know, we describe, you know, what the group's, Beavers, Cubs, Scouts, Ventures, Rovers uh, have done that year. And uh, not only that, you know, um, every year Scouts Canada uh, asks us to submit a report, you know, and within there, that report, at least I know I haven't read anybody else's report, but, you know, the, there's, you know, um, uh, mention of, of what, you know, the groups have done that particular year, you know, what activities they've done what camps they've done and stuff like that. But, you know, it occurs to me that that information is not available. It's not advertised anywhere. Um, if you were to do a search or a Google search, you know, unless it's Triwood has uh, their own webpage, which we don't have anymore, um, you know, you wouldn't be able to, like today, I'm assuming you would have gone onto the internet and just tried to Google and, and find out that information. It's there, but it's just not available. Yeah, well, that's something we could do as a group too, right? Because I got uh, with our Gmail accounts. Um, if you just link your address to that, if you search uh, Cubs now, you'll the Traveled group comes up. You just link it to your Google, uh, your Gmail like address, and it comes on Google Maps. Um, but here's a thought too: like when I talk to people on this core agency team and people at the central office in Ottawa who are on there and such. You know, I think that if we said, you know, Scouts Canada, you know, could get some better messaging out or different messaging around what scouting is or what scouting isn't. I think that if we said, like, this is what scouting is to us as a group in Triwood, they would be like, sure, I'm up. I'll, we'll endorse that. You know, so as much as that, like, if we said to the Scouts Canada, like, we're about, you know, uh, you know, co-ed you know multi-ethnic groups and um kind of removing some of the traditional ceremony and scouting they'd be like cool you know uh let's yeah, they would probably get that messaging out if we send it to them i think that's kind of my takeaway too from people working on this opportunity project like 
if they hear something from us, they're willing to put it out there. And I think that was kind of what the spark of the Canadian path was. Instead mm-hmm. of being prescribed that this is what you do, these are the stars you work through, this is the order that you do things in, is that each group can be really different. So I think then part of the messaging has to be is don't give up. If you find a group and it's not really your thing, yep. each group will be really different and that you can help form that group into what you and your youth need it to be. Um, and I think that's part of the opportunity as well, is yeah. that the diversity will come within all of these groups. Um, you just have to find the good fit. So that comes to kind of what David was saying, is that you have to be able to shop around to find the good fit. There has to be some individualism in the presence, the online presence, that it's not all Scouts Canada national stuff, mm-hmm. with like the stereotypical picture of kid canoeing, kid at camp, kid roasting marshmallows. <laughs> like they're not all going to oh, be man, like that. What am I going to put on the Facebook They page. all must have marshmallows. So <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, I think we touched on a lot of things here today. It's been an hour, and I know you guys have kids to put to bed and work to get to tomorrow and whatever. Um, there's all kinds of tangents we could go on about, I'm sure, and talk about forever. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. I hope you guys uh, all had a good time. And uh, yeah. Uh, Thanks for bringing us together. Thanks. Well, should we do, maybe we'll do round two. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. See you next time. And it was a good discussion. Um, I don't necessarily know if I agreed with everything in it, but it was definitely an interesting discussion, which again, you like, you know, framed in the context of your group. I mean, mileages definitely do vary. I yeah. love the flag break. <laughs> yeah. Some people love the flag break. And I, I think that too, like some people, some people in our group maybe don't love the flag break, but I think they also, that particular aspect, they might say, okay, fine. You know, I can do that part as part of a tradition, but uh, what they really want to see is the adventure. Like, are we going out on outdoor adventures? And if we're doing that, like, sure, we can do some of the traditions. Uh, the scouting, like, not no, everyone's sure. going to have, a, have a, like, a totally, like, I love all aspects, right? But I think the core thing with the scouting is about that outdoor experiences and, and the community engagement. I think that was also really important to, like, mm-hmm. being visible parts of the community. And so, you know, as long as we're doing those core things, uh, you know, some of the traditions, can, some people can do with and get by others might love the tradition so it's cool um but i think also like moving forward into the new age like that the one thing that was very came out very clearly was like references to god and king maybe don't reference like resonate with our group as much but uh you know the scouts canada the fact that scouts canada has the alternative promise i think people Mm -hmm. didn't realize that and thought that was very interesting and that really help them to connect to scouting mm-hmm. again. That, we that, honestly that do, I mean, we do both, right? Which, I mean, yep. is admittedly cumbersome to say, mm-hmm. to like do, to do the double recitation of the promise. But like, you know, I know for myself, that's a make or break. If they ever got rid of the traditional promise, uh, I'm going to back out of scouts and I'm going to go full time with my parish youth group, right? So, um, uh, it's, it's good to be, like you say, flexible, right? Like it's, the the ability to 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 sort of capture to capture both realities and to you know sort of still find ways to support those three pillars of scouting that uh, have have really framed the the program. I uh, I think I remember in like one earlier TBO meeting that I sat in on where I'm just like you know there there's a difference between you know between modernizing and modernism. And, you know, it's good definitely to continue moving the program forward, um, 
you know, but at the same time, you know, without discarding the stuff that makes us us, because otherwise we're just a youth group that makes everybody dress funny. You know, we're not really distinguishable from any other youth, ser- youth, or youth, fake, uh, youth oriented service organization. Um, yeah. <laughs> if we're just willing to throw out all the babies with the bathwater. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. I mean, there's some things that are scouting sort of like that make scouting scouting. Um, and I think, I think having like traditions and certain ceremonies like openings and closings, those are really good to kind of just keep flow and kids, kids are into those things. Right. And that makes it fun too. Um, you know, what is said and how it's said, I think is, you know, you can, you can adapt that to your individual group. And in, I think in a lot of ways, but you know, like, mm-hmm. again, it comes back to this idea that scouting is the vehicle. So like, you know, Scouts Canada is about outdoor adventure. It's got this curriculum on sort of how to build youth, uh, resilience through this curriculum. Um, and then as an individual group, I think like, say like you can take advantage of what are your interests and what are your assets and, and mold it a little bit to, to where you want to go or how you're going to get there. Right. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Think- and I think that's, that's where, mm-hmm. you know, I think if we get too stuck on certain things, then that's where you lose some people. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, but then again, we're always going to lose some people. I think the, yeah. I think where I've lately been noticing, like, or I think the thing that I've sort of been pondering lately is, you know, the fact that because we do still, you know, it, it is still considered the duty to, especially country has lately been sort of occupying a lot of my, my mind space because that's still one of the pillars of scouting. And I think it's very, it's very easy, especially I think in sort of the current climate to, and this isn't a particularly Canadian thing. I think this is true in a lot of different countries. Um, it's very, very easy to come away with like a very strong, like pessimism about one's country. Right. Um, you know, and that's not to say that, you know, there aren't black marks on Canada's history. There are, um, but you know, it's very easy to go from acknowledging those errors and issues to sort of just coming away with like a generalized pessimism about the country, right? That's such an easy move to make in, in your own mind. And so I kind of like that, you know, scouting sort of continues to emphasize, um, a bit of that, you know, sort of still like, you know, not, you know, trying to gloss over any of the bad parts of history, but at the same time, still emphasizing that, you know, like this is still like, you know, we choose to live in Canada for a reason. And, um, it's not the, it's not a bad thing at all to, you know, sort of acknowledge that warts and all, you know, there's still a lot of good in one's country and that, you know, to have a sense of, loyalty to it or obligation toward it. Like it's not a bad thing. Right. But it is a strange thing in the modern context. Yeah. I think we're, we're coming into an interesting age right now. Like we, we have the ability, like with hindsight, you looking back over the last hundred years or more, you know, we look back at this very colonial time, I, I think. And, and there's a lot of sort of things that came out of that, that maybe we, yeah, I think people are going, maybe that's not our proudest moment. Um, you know, two world wars and, and then, you know, looking at the colonization of many, many countries across the globe, not just Canada, um, and how that impacted people. I mean, I, I think at the time, you know, people were thinking about, you know, yeah, just sort of this manifest destiny kind of thing and trying to make the world better in their eyes. But, you know, in hindsight, it's things did not turn out 
as well as that the, they had hoped, I think. But um, at any rate, yeah, I think so. There's these black marks, like you mentioned in history, but and I think people are a little bit hesitant to, to buy full into that again, and if, with the worry that maybe uh, you know we might repeat that past. Uh, but I, I think you're right. Like Canada, we still live in an amazing place, but we just need to, you know. Uh, I think it's about sort of maybe acknowledging those those black marks, but then and then moving forward. And and I think I, I too been ruminating on this like obligation to country. And I think it's important too to as well. But I think when talking to our leaders and people in our community, it's if we frame it as a commitment to community as opposed to like again, and this is kind of what the grass the in my mind one of the key concepts of the big opportunity is that it's it's grassroots, right? Like it's my community, it's my my people that I relate to. It's not like some some power on high, like a, a central government or Scouts Canada saying like, you, you must do this. How can we empower people in communities to get the most out of scouting, to get the most out of supporting each other? And and I think in our group, that community commitment and presence, I think was very, very, that's an important aspect. Um, and then, you know, in being part of Scouts, we're still part of this Scouts Canada. We're still part of this global scouting movement, right? So it's, it's really interesting, but instead of it starting from like, you are a scout, thou shalt do ABCD. It's, we are scouts in our community. We are supporting each other. And in doing so, we're, we're supporting this wider movement of scouting. I think, I think that's the change, like a key change in sort of, you know, our time and how we perceive that. Like it's, instead of this sort of, again, this colonial idea of how things are meant to happen from top down, it's, it's from bottom up. And I think, I think that's, that's how we're sort of wanting to transition in our group. Um, and I think that's how people resonate at the community level, um, but still being part of Scouts Canada and, and the world scouting movement, you know, um, and taking advantage of those, those connections is really what the value of scouting brings is just beyond, like you say, a youth group, you know, from of, of a community center or a church group or something, right. It's, it's that connection to that larger network. That's a real asset. Mm. It's it is a bit tricky to navigate because, like you say, you know, I mean, at the, and at the end of the day, you know, yeah, a scout group is based in a in a community. It serves its community first and foremost, and certainly mine illustrates that rather well. I'm sure yours does too. Um, and you do kind of strongly identify with the community that you're based out of, and and that's definitely you know um, that's a good thing. Um, you know it there's always the risk of overdoing it and sort of becoming like siloed in. But like you say, that's where the second part comes in is like, you know, you're still primarily oriented towards the community, but you're ever mindful of the fact that, you know, you're part of something that is much larger than just, you know, the streets that form the boundaries of what you consider your, uh, your catchment. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it, it is, it's a little bit tricky to find the right balance, but it's good. Like you say, to be mindful of, of both. And like, that's actually one thing that I've always found has, you know, if it's delivered in the right way, it it resonates very strongly with the youth because Scouts is different. You know, like we're not just some other youth club, um, in part because we do have, you know, the traditions that we have, some of them. Um, and in part because like, just, we have a bit of a different focus, sort of that hybrid of outdoor adventure, but also service, right? Like we are technically also considered a service organization. And so, you know, there's sort of these, you know, we want to go on those outdoor adventures. We want to go on those big hikes, but at the same time too, like, you know, many scout groups um, regularly take part in like remembrance day ceremonies 
um, or, or flag raisings or things like that. Right. So there's sort of that, you know, they're, they're doing their adventures, but they're also present in the community and, and moving yeah, and like with the community cleanups and like, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. Whatever else that you're, you know, helping out exactly. with the community. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that's actually a really great example because like the community league that sponsors us, um, you know, like they regularly ask us to do like, whether it's a garbage pickup or like clean up after fireworks or whatever else. So it's kind of, you got both of those things in there. Um, but you know, like, so we're not just, you know, like another youth group in, in a sense, um, there, there's a little bit more depth there, but yeah. at the same time, you know, it's, it's like with anything else, um, when there's depth, embracing the fullness of the depth is maybe not the uh, the smartest move. Yes, that's a swimming analogy, right? You don't learn to mm-hmm. swim by just taking a header off the diving board into the deep end. Yeah. That's a really bad yeah. way to do that, actually. Um, yeah. You start and then, you know, it's sort of you start and you start, you know, where you're at and where your comfort level is at. But then that depth is there sort of just waiting for you to totally move into. I think that's totally it. Uh and I think that's really core because if you peel it back, like what are the fundamental things? And I think I agree with you and like it's adventure and community service. Those are the cores of scouting. And if you said to somebody who's on the street and said, okay, hey, you want to be a scout leader? Um, we do community service kind of stuff and we do lots of outdoor adventures. They'd be like, yeah, I'm in. And it's like, oh, and by the way, that will, you know, you got to get a uniform. You need to know this symbol. You need to know this procedure. You need to They'd be like, I'm out. Overwhelmed. Too much, right? Too much at once. But like say, it's about like bite-side pieces. Okay, let's start with adventures and doing being some community stuff. Cool. You get them in the door. People are having a good time. And it's like, let's start adding a little bit of these traditions. You know, that's, that's are meaningful to your group. You know, and I think, I think that's in my sort of perspective, that's kind of how you'll get people in and excited. Because if you give up too much, if you say, like you say, dive into that deep end straight away you'll lose a lot of people and that, that I think in, in our conversation camp was a bit of a barrier. Like, cause they're like, I don't know how to do a, a, a beaver dam break. Like it's like, okay, don't worry about it. We'll get there. Right. You know, we'll yeah. get there kind of thing. Uh, I mean, like I know for us just one thing we've reinstated and like, I got to give props to, to our American counterparts because every time I visited an American troop, they're always really, really good about this. Um, which is that, you know, like they start their meetings with, well, I mean, okay, so there's actually a lot more pomp and circumstance to how Scouts BSA starts their meetings. Um, there's usually like a small flag parade, and um, then they will, you know, as a unit, recite promise and law um, and the Pledge of Allegiance because America. But, um, you know, at the same time, like, you know, I've been very impressed visiting these troops at just the way that, um, the way that, you know, the kids do in fact have things like the law and the promise memorized. And I do, I mean, again, like, you know, ultimately we're still here for the service and the outdoor adventure, but you know, at the same time, if you stick with the scouting movement long enough, those values that the law and the promise and the motto communicate, like you kind of hope that those inculcate, uh, you kind of hope that, you know, people adopt those as their own. It helps then if, you know, they're at least able to articulate them back to you. So like one thing we've started with our group is we start most meetings with just um, certainly at the scout level, at the Beavers, we're kind of hit and miss on this. I don't know how they're doing it in the Cubs these days. I don't have a Cub in the program. Um, But, you know, like we'll do our opening ceremony 
our scouts still do the flag break. We still do the beaver dam. Um, but then they'll just before they dive into the meeting, whatever it is, they'll do the law, the promise and the motto, I think in that order. Um, and then that's it. That's the closing of the opening ceremony and away they go to whatever they're up to. So it's nice to see, you know, our group at least has sort of really gotten into the habit of, you know, just saying these things over and over again, because like, it's one thing to say them at investiture when you don't even have it memorized and then it never comes up again until somebody else gets invested. Right. That's not really, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody learns anything that way. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I was in Scotland for a couple of years and that's what we did in that group there is we'd do the, the promise. Uh, I think we just did the promise, maybe the motto too, but at the opening and close, certainly the close. And then the opening, we kind of varied if we would do like a grand howl or yeah, whatever. But yeah. Yeah. I like that. I was a good reminder too. I gotta, we should probably do that. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if nothing else, because it's, and, and, and honestly, like, I mean, the promise is, is definitely, you know, a good thing to recite because, you know, at the end of the day, um, what we do hope to achieve, you know, when the nice thing about things like the promise and the law, I mean, the mottos are what they are. Um, there's just a very short summary of things, <laughs> a very, very short summary of like what the main focus of each section is. But what I like about the law and the promise is that, you know, they're, they're, they're just a nice handy list of like, think about this, you know, like. You want to be here. And yes, the adventure and the service are the main reasons you want to be here. But, you know, like if there's actually something in this list that like you genuinely don't agree with, um, think about that, you know, think, yeah. think about that and, well, and, I mean, remember, and decide whether this is, you know, a thing you want to be part of. I, I think if you boil it down to the nuts and bolts, though, too, and said so like and look at that list on the scout promise and the motto of the, of the beavers and the cubs or scouts, maybe it's like, OK, like. I think, I don't think you'd find anyone who would disagree with the concepts. You know, if you wanted to like change the words a little bit here and there, I think as long as you're grasping the same concepts, I don't think scouts, like one of our relationship managers here in Calgary is like, if you want to change the promise, as long as you're covering the concepts of it, cool. And I think that's probably fair. I like, um, or even like the, uh, even like the, the law, right. You know, what what is a scout, right? Well, a scout is, is kind and trustworthy and yeah. all of those things, right? It's like, oh, yes, these are, yeah. And if you would disagree, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Right. I'd love to have a conversation with someone who says that people shouldn't be kind and trustworthy, you know, like as a fundamental human sort of thing. So I, I really uh, wish I could say I haven't met people like that, but <laughs> really, yeah. Interesting. Different conversation. <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah. So anyways. Okay, cool. Well, so Thank you for the audio. That was actually a real challenge to edit, I got to admit. Um, although part of that was self-inflicted because I was trying to edit it on the go using my on-the-go laptop, which doesn't have a lot of drive space. So it was like, okay, I'll take these audio files, I'll convert them down to Wave. That saves me about half the size. And then I can do like a round of like noise editing and whatever else. But then it's sort of just constantly moving back and forth between like a scratch drive and uh, and the, the computer. I did get it done though, so... I'm impressed. I appreciate your, cause for me, like I've made a few podcasts and I love making podcasts. Uh, the tech is like, is definitely like a barrier, but you know, mm. I can, I can manage, you can fumble through and stuff. Uh, so I really appreciate you kind of taking that head on and addressing mm. some of those. Cause it's not, it's not without time and effort, you know? Yeah. Well, and then like, so yeah. In like manner, I, I do appreciate you sitting down with, you know, your fellow scouters and actually taking the time to have this conversation. 
because you had the time. And uh, <laughs> it took us took us three months to square it up, but we got there. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, I don't know if the uh, TBO people still have that form to fill out, but if they do, you should fill it out. Just like, yeah, we had this conversation. Uh, I totally should. Well, I was going to email them a link to this podcast and say that I did mm. that instead. <laughs> I'm going to try and get it edited for release today. Uh, I've got everything else ready, so I just need to get this audio whipped into shape. And uh, so that's on me. Here's hoping I can pull it off. Okay. Well, thank you for again for you know setting this up and uh, and giving us our episode this week. And uh, thank you out there for listening. And until next time, be prepared. Thank you.